0: If the supplement creatine makes you think of sweaty meatheads at Gold's Gym, you're in for a big surprise with this episode. Quite frankly, creatine deserves a totally new marketing campaign.
1: In fact, by the end of recording this episode, we came to the same conclusion as today's expert guest, Jenna Braddock. Every woman should seriously consider creatine supplements for their physical health, body composition, as well as mental wellness. Jenna not only explains the benefits of creatine, but she also shares exactly how much to take and which type to buy. Let's dive in.
0: We have a really good episode for our listeners Mm -hmm. today. And our expert, as always, brings us incredible information. So we want to get right to the interview with her. So I am going to quickly go over her very impressive bio. Jenna Braddock has been with us before. She's back again. She is a St. Augustine, Florida registered dietitian, certified specialist in sports dietetics, and an ACSM certified personal trainer. She's been in the field of sports performance since 2005 and has worked with athletes of all levels of play. She is the author of two cookbooks, Easy Cooking for Two and the High Protein Vegan Cookbook for Athletes she believes healthy cooking should be easy affordable and delicious let's bring her on all right jenna braddock is back for the third time friends which i think is a testament to a what a great guest she is b how incredibly knowledgeable she is and c how diverse she is because this is a topic we've not talked about at all with her or on the podcast before Mm -hmm. at all. So Jenna, thank you for coming back again.
2: I am so thrilled to be here, ladies. It is an honor that you would ask me to come back again. And I hope we're doing, you know, many more episodes together too.
0: Oh yes,
1: yes, yes. Jenna, I'm going to be honest. Briarly pitched the topic of this episode, creatine, to me a while back. And she's like, we got to do an episode. we got to do an episode. And I was – I didn't say this to her, but I was, like, a little confused. I was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, maybe she'll (laughs) forget about it. That was actually her response, like, oh, maybe she'll forget
0: about it like I'm a kid. She did. She (laughs) kept bringing
1: it up. And so then she was like, let's see if Jenna will – we can interview Jenna. And I was like, okay, but I'm not really getting – you know, I Mm. I kind of associate creatine as a supplement with, you know, guys who are really in the gym trying to build muscle and, you know – that type of thing. But then I started looking into it some, and gosh, I'm wondering if I need to take it now. So can you tell us a little, just in general, like how does creatine work? Um, where do you get it in your diet? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Yeah, well, and you are not unique in that, Carolyn. And I would say even for myself, this was a supplement I would have never have thought that I should take a couple of years ago. And just the research that has come out and the body of researchers who have been looking at women specifically and how creatine impacts their health and well-being is growing and growing and growing. So you're not alone. And I'm really excited because I hope a lot of women are asking themselves that same question by the time we're done. But let's definitely talk about what creatine is because it is it is scary because of the association it has with who it's best for. But it's a naturally occurring compound. It is a non-protein amino acid com- compound. Another paper calls it a non essential dietary element. So it's a little nebulous in that sense because it's not a traditional macronutrient. It's not a traditional micronutrient. But so it's this amino acid compound, but it's not incorporated into our body protein. Um, we actually do synthesize some of it in our bodies in the liver from a couple of different amino acids. Um, And so it is found in our bodies, primarily in our muscles and then also some in our brain, which is going to be connected to our conversation around mental health and well-being. And so we store creatine in our muscles in the form of phosphocreatine. And this is why it's so critical and, and has so many wonderful benefits to it. It's because it plays a role in resynthesizing ATP, which is fuel for our working muscles. So this is the magic of creatine. In and of itself, it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything necessarily. What it does is be a part of reactions that help us generate more energy in our muscles more readily. And so it's predominantly found as far as dietary um, sources in animal protein. And so you can definitely get creatine through your diet, but what has been found and the reason why supplementation has been leaned on so heavily in sports performance, first and foremost is that you have to eat a lot of animal protein in order to get a significant amount of it, where we're seeing these therapeutic or sports performance benefits. So,
0: Can we break down the sports performance benefit, the the, the sports performance benefit a little bit more? Like when you say that it helps um, with ATP in your muscles, like what does that mean for me when I'm going to the gym or when I'm carrying my kid up the stairs or playing tennis tennis or chasing Mm -hmm. after my dog for the umpteenth time that he's escaped out the door? (laughs)
2: So let me give the technical answer and then I'll put it into layman's terms for you. So creatine supplementation supports more rapid ATP production and it can help buffer the acid in our muscles that cause fatigue. So this means we can do more work at a higher level or intensity and therefore receive greater gains from our workouts. Um, It has been found the most effective for very short very high intense exercise movements so whether that's sprinting or powerful movements which i would quantify a good hard tennis serve or or return as a powerful movement there weightlifting for sure and so i what i tell athletes is like creatine isn't going to make you bigger stronger faster what it's going to help you do is be able to do more work to become bigger, faster, stronger, or whatever your goal might be, more powerful um, in your movements there. So from that standpoint, taking it alongside of our workouts, either before or during or after, can help us do more work in the gym. And as it relates to women, it can also help us be able to lift more weight and build more muscle, which is really important for our long term health. Mm-hmm. And Got burn it. more calories. And
0: burn more calories. Interesting. Okay. So.
1: so who could most benefit from creatine? Who should consider it?
2: Yeah, well, a lot of people should. And one of the reasons why is because creatine is has been the most widely studied sports performance supplement, and has been found to have many benefits beyond just athletic performance. And these um, are very... <sighs> and these benefits could be extremely beneficial for women because it has been found that women store 70 to 80% less creatine in our muscles than men do. And I think that might've been one of the findings that began a lot of this women focused research is that we just don't store it like men do. So what could be the benefits if we were to supplement it? So I think a lot of women should consider it simply for that perspective. Um, But another caveat to that is women, and this is a mass generalization, it's certainly not true for everyone, but women tend to eat less protein from animal sources just kind of naturally. Um, Again, not true across the board, but it, it is a common thread I see a lot in my practice at least. And so another reason why women could particularly benefit that. Vegetarians, either male or female, could definitely benefit from creatine. And then lastly which I know we're going to get into is people who live with depression or anxiety there's beginning to be a lot of strong evidence that creatine could be really beneficial for them as well.
0: Jenna, I'm curious when you talk about women being able or you know storing less creatine than men, it for whatever reason it made me think about age. Like is there a change in your creatine storage as you get older? In either gender.
2: <clears throat> do you know? That's a great question. I'm not, I haven't seen anything in what I have read about how our stores of creatine specifically change as we age in men or women. But what we do absolutely know is that most people's lean body mass declines as they age. And so, my you know, deduction would be if we have less lean body mass or less muscle, which is our main storage site for creatine, we are going to see less stores as a result of that mm-hmm. as we age. I think just across the board, female physiology, we store less. We have less lean body mass than men to begin with, whether you're, you know, working out or not. So I think that can have a, a role in it too.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you talked a little bit about how, you know, performance, body composition, creatine, etc. We talked a little bit about you touched on the mental health benefits. Can you talk a little bit more about the mental health benefits and if there are any other brain health benefits?
2: Yeah, there's some really promising uh, outcomes that research is showing creatine supplementation could really benefit. And when it comes to mental health and mood, uh, the, a couple of cool things have come out of this. First of all, the research has demonstrated, and this is actually a direct quote from, from one of the papers that I reference often, research has demonstrated a reduced time for acclimation of antidepressant meds for expedited effectiveness with creatine, which basically means when someone is taking an antidepressant, supplementing with creatine as well, can expedite how effectively that medicine works for them. It's kind of like alphabet soup there with that sentence, but basically it can enhance the benefits and you can feel the benefits a lot more quickly. And so it's also been shown to help reduce mental fatigue. And so when we look at women and how... Um, the things that aging impact us, mental fatigue, brain fog is a common reason um, or common symptom that women have. And so creatine has been shown to help reduce mental fatigue and improve cognitive performance. So the the logical thing, question is, okay, well, why? What is creatine doing in the brain? These sound like great benefits, but what's actually happening? And that's because we've learned that brain cells um respond very well to creatine supplementation and go through creatine pretty quickly. They're they're highly active um energy cells. And you know, I'm not an expert in in brain cells necessarily, so forgive me if it's not Totally tight here in my explanation of it. But our brain cells can go through ATP pretty quickly, especially when we're doing high-level work or we're experiencing mental health um, challenges or we are stressed or we are um, sleep-deprived. And so we run through that ATP really quickly, and that can be one of the reasons why we experience that brain fog or, or low cognitive level. And so when we supplement, we're finding that we're providing that ATP or supporting that ATP production in the brain more readily. And it can, in essence, this is my take on it, basically help our brain power work at a higher level. And that is very exciting and very encouraging to myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you talk about brain fog, which we've talked on the podcast before is like, you know, really challenging for women in perimenopause, um, stress, like, hello, Mm -hmm. lack of sleep, very familiar. And just, you know, when you said, like, women and your, your just cognitive performance, I also was thinking, too, just about that, like, general, like, mental load that we carry as mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, so please give me all the things. <laughs> give me all the yeah.
2: things. And one thing that's been really interesting in some of the research looking at sleep and creatine's impact on sleep is that it's very promising that creatine could help when most significantly when we're actually sleep deprived. And so we're feeling that cognitive decline as a result of poor sleep. When we're supplementing with creatine, we actually can kind of have better resilience in that situation when we're sleep deprived, which again, as mothers with the load of life that we're bearing can happen on any given day. So once again, another really exciting opportunity for women to look at a supplement and that's typically used for sports performance and say, well, I want to perform in my life. So could this benefit me? And for a lot of women, I think the answer is yes. Even if you don't consider yourself like a gym rat, you don't have to be in order to experience some of the benefits. They go well beyond just muscle building. Although I think that's a really important one as well.
0: Well, I I totally agree. I mean, Carolyn and I've been talking a lot lately about more, not as much on the podcast, but off the podcast about how important, you know, muscle building is in, you know, in, at our stage of life. And obviously as you know, we get older, um, I, Go ahead. I'm kind of feeling like I'm gonna have to stop on the way home. I seriously. I think I'm. Gonna be, I think <laughs> I'm gonna be ordering on my Amazon before we even finish recording this. Mm-hmm. But I am super curious. I well, I'm I'm super curious if you could talk a little bit about like what the the body composition um, benefits could be, and like could and, and can you speak specifically to women because whatever like men I get it they're gonna build muscle but like women are sometimes afraid of building muscle. Um, Mm. so I mean, if you could speak a little bit more about that, that component of it, I think it might be really enlightening, even for women, like you said, who aren't like big gym rats or aren't like heavy weight
2: lifters. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought this up. I'm really passionate about this topic around women and, um, Building a better body composition, uh, it's so critical. And the aging researchers and medical professionals all agree like, one of the best things we can do for our body to improve our longevity, our resilience to disease, and just our self efficiency um, or not self efficiency, um, our ability to take care of ourselves as we age is muscle. And it tends to be where women will get to a point through the menopause journey their body changes as a result of estrogen's decline and they're like oh my gosh you should probably i should probably lift some weights i don't like what's happening here and what i would love to say is women as early as possible begin to build muscle don't wait <laughs> do it now you are investing in your body for the rest of your life and you know i get that there's a lot of things we deal with with how we want our bodies to look or how they should look but I would encourage women to just just be excited to build a strong body. It's not as much about what it looks like, I know that's important, but I, I always challenge women, what do you wanna do with your body? what do you need to have strength and performance for to do that? And, you know, just as an example from what we were talking about earlier, I've been volunteering at surf camp this week and all this week I was thinking about, man, I'm so grateful that I have a body that I can serve my community with and to do something really physical. (laughs) And that is honestly something I bring to the gym to me when I think about doing the different weights and things like that. So, you know, being connected to purpose and being connected to your values is what you want to live your life, I think is one of the best reasons to help women shift their mindset around this idea of, I don't want to be bulky or whatever. And I, I don't mean to use my sarcastic voice, but like, we're not we're not going to get necessarily bulky. And at the same time, if we build muscle and you would def- define that as bulky, I say, bring it on because the benefits are so significantly greater than the alternative which is not having muscle and not having a capable body that's going to take us through aging to be able to do the things that matter most to us. So yeah. It's a little bit of a soapbox if you didn't notice. It's okay.
0: <laughs> I'm one I am 100% behind the like lifting weights and and you know, I feel like I feel a little bit um biased I guess because I don't have a frame that like bulks up like a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I've not ever been like overly intimidated in gaining weight but let me tell you or sorry in in building muscle but let me tell you when when I went to go put a pair of pants
2: and then another
0: time a shirt on and like my biceps could barely fit in the shirt and my backside could barely fit in my jeans I walked right in and I told my trainer I was like we 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 need to amend some of this, okay? <laughs> I and I like, would
2: say, yeah, girl, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, I was
0: excited, but I also was like, look, I don't need to go to a whole new wardrobe, okay? That is not in the budget. The budget is the working out part here with yeah. you, sir, so... Um so yeah. I get it like I do I do get it but also um you know there is a lot of value as you as you know and feel free to like jump in here and interrupt me mm-hmm. but there's a lot of value in building that muscle because that is going to you know boost your calorie burn it's going to protect you from injury it's going mm-hmm. to slowly shift your just overall body composition makeup so that like you mm-hmm. can up your muscle lower your fat Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so that part of it, and if creatine can, you know, either get you there faster or keep you there longer or whatever, Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so where creatine comes into that, conversation is one, it it becomes more difficult for women to build muscle as we age, as a result of the decline in estrogen we experience through the menopause journey. So estrogen is um, a stimulator of building muscle. It's an anabolic hormone. And so the decline of that makes it a little bit harder for women to respond by actually building more lean protein or muscle mass. And so where creatine comes into play is allows us to do more work in the sense of lifting heavier weights or doing a few more reps or another set to really be able to push our bodies. Because we have to send a very strong signal to our muscle that we need to build. Mm -hmm. We want you to build, build, build as we get older. And so creatine can help fuel our muscles to be able to help send that really strong signal to do more weight, another rep, another set. And then the research has shown that this is true. So creatine supplementation, Um, May increase lean muscle or may increase lean muscle mass in women. And I say may just because, you know, everybody's different, but it's pretty solid to know that it can help. Almost, I would say, just rough estimate about. 80% of the research where they've done creatine as an intervention for muscle building has shown a significant increase by those who supplement. So it can help with that process. And that becomes very important for women as we age because it just gets harder to build and to feel and see that change in our body composition. It's also been shown to help increase power. So if there is women who are playing a sport, hopefully something they enjoy through the rest of their life, like tennis, it could help with that. If there are women who enjoy lifting and doing maybe Olympic lifting, that could be important for that. Beyond that, creatine has been shown to have an increase or help increase. Uh, anaerobic fitness capacity. So my cardio queens who love to push hard and do their sprints, their fast runs, their fast bikes, their fast rows, creatine could help you be able to do that for a longer longer length, increased um, capacity, um, or just even recover faster from that and hit the next sprint a little bit better. Creatine has a connection to enhancing recovery time So for women who want to be able to do more activity more quickly, it can be helpful to that. And then another really interesting thing about creatine, and we'll talk about this with some of the myths as to why you shouldn't take it, but creatine actually helps enhance hydration levels, and that can improve heat tolerance during activity. So again, back to our tennis gals, if you're playing tennis in the summer and you'd like to continue doing that, creatine may help you stay better hydrated through that. Or maybe you, you know, work in an workout in an open air situation, creatine could help you stay better hydrated. So there's some real specific things related to muscle building, but then performance in the gym or your activity are, you know, there's multiple reasons and things that creatine could help with.
0: Do you know why, um, like biologically it helps with hydration?
2: hmm So this, as I said, goes back to one of the reasons why people are scared to take it is that, oh, creatine makes you instantly retain water and gain weight. Oh, right. And So as creatine is absorbed as phosphocreatine into the cell, it actually draws water along in in with it. So for some people, they can see a slight increase in weight as they initially take it, especially if they're doing a loading phase, which we can talk about. But it's not true weight gain. It's actually hydration. And it's not something to be scared of, or it's certainly not a reason not to take it because what it's actually doing is drawing water into the cells, which is being properly hydrated. Yeah. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's actually enhancing that people think oh I drink a lot of water and I pee a lot that means I'm hydrated no that just means you're peeing out the water we actually want it to get into your cells to hydrate your body that's where it's really doing its job and so it's just kind of an interesting side note about creatine it's actually drawing that hydration into the cells where it needs to be to give you that better heat tolerance Hmm.
0: so fascinating wow
1: well okay I think Briarly and I are both bought in. Yeah, ready I'm totally to go. bought in. I'm ready. We're ready to go get some. Awesome. Can you walk us through though? I had nothing about it. Not you know. Can you walk us through what type um, is best if there are types? Um, you know what mm-hmm. form if there are different forms? And then you mentioned um, loading. Um, mm-hmm. How? What's the best way to take it?
2: Yeah, great questions. Let's get you all squared away of what you need to know. So first of all, the best type, the most studied type of creatine is called creatine monohydrate. That's what you want to look for on there. Now, some brands will have a proprietary type of it. They'll have a buffered creatine. And I would just stick to creatine monohydrate. It's what the majority of the research has been is gone on. And research has compared different forms, has not really found any significant benefits to some of the fancier ones, and they charge more for it. In and of itself, creatine monohydrate is not that expensive of a supplement. And that's also why I think it's awesome. But some of those proprietary blends, they'll tack on more money for no good reason. So creatine monohydrate. Now, what that is, just so you're prepared, it is a white powder. So typically, you get it as a tub, comes with a scoop, and it's a powder. And so you're going to take that in some type of liquid. Um, there's different brands dissolve a little bit better in others. If you just dump creatine into water and mix it, you won't necessarily see it dissolve a hundred percent. You might, it'll feel a little gritty as you drink it, but that's okay. It dissolves a little bit better in thicker liquids, like a smoothie. If you throw it in there, you probably won't notice it. Um, or yogurt, oatmeal, you can put it in almost any of those things. It's tasteless. Just some types don't dissolve as well. And you'll, a little grittiness like sand, but doesn't mean it's not working correctly. So that's what it looks like. The next thing I would say is it's important to buy a third party certified brand. And so these are ones that are using the USP certification, the informed choice, um, or NSF for sport certification. And so these are companies that have submitted their products to a third party to verify that it has exactly what it's it it says is in there is in there and that it's pure it's not tainted by something else and that's that's very important in this realm no matter who you are even if you're not a professional athlete I think for women it's important that we're getting a good brand so look for those third-party certified options and then from there there are two ways that you can start taking this the traditional way and what I do with a lot of my athletes is we start with a five to seven day loading dose so we um, the exact equation is you take your body weight in kilograms times 0.3 grams, and that will give you your total amount that you would take in a five to seven day period. And you break that up into anywhere from three to five doses, just depending on how much it is. For women, it's probably going to be somewhere between 18 and 25 grams in a day. The typical scoop you'd find in a creatine tub is five grams. So you'd be taking anywhere from three to five scoops in a day's time. Now, the reason that you would start with this format um, as a woman, I would say is if you just you're a vegetarian or you don't eat a lot of meat regularly, or you have a quick you wanna see the benefits more quickly. So if you do really enjoy working out and you would like to feel those benefits more quickly, so what it's gonna do is help saturate all your creatine sores more quickly. Mm. However, you do not have to do it that method. I know some women are a little intimidated by that idea. When we load, that's when you will potentially feel a little bit of water retention there. Again, it's good water retention, not bad water retention, but it it could be there. So the other way is just to go straight to a maintenance phase, and that would be taking 003 Grams per kilogram per day. And for most women, that's going to be three to five grams or one scoop a day. Okay. I typically just put women on one scoop of five grams because a lot of the research now is just using a standardized five gram amount. And that's where we're seeing those benefits. And so you would take that every day. So that's a question I often get. Do I only take it on days I work out or? How, when do I take it? And it's it's really something we want to take every day because of all those other benefits that we talked about earlier. If you'd like to feel the benefit in your workout, there, there can potentially be the ergonomic, ergogenic aid by taking it before your workout. So about 30 minutes before your workout, taking it could potentially benefit you very acutely in your workout. But if you take it any time in the day, it can still have benefit To your fitness or your exercise goals. So it's not just time dependent, but if you want to experiment with that, you could certainly see if it benefits you. Now, some research, newer research coming out and and I had a little bit of a hard time pinpointing it when I was doing my research for this. I've simply heard the researchers talk about this, but we're starting to get some evidence that for women to really have those cognitive benefits, taking in 10 grams a day is more of the amount that that they should do. Um, And so the researcher I heard this from, I highly trust, but I was actually not able to identify the paper that they were referring to on that. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, I just wasn't able to find it. So somewhere between five and 10 grams for most women on a daily basis uh, is a great thing. Another common question I get is, well, what if I forget it or I'm traveling and I go off of it? Do I need to do a loading dose again? and for most people i'd say probably not it's something you can cycle on and off of pretty easily and if you're just like oh i'd like to take a little break from it no worries take your break and then jump right back in um you don't it, you don't necessarily have to be on it every single day of your life but it's certainly something that you could be
0: so the that was amazing information by the way like so amazing <laughs> the formulas that you gave us do those work for both men and women since they're weight-based yes okay and then a bit of a stupid question based on the way you said like the what creatine is like back at the very beginning of the episode i'm assuming Mm -hmm. that these grams of creatine that i'm getting do not count towards my my total protein intake recommendations right
2: Great question. No, it does not count towards your protein intake Okay, because it's an, it's a non-essential compound. It's not going to go through all the protein breakdown that would then be utilized for building or for energy.
0: Now, could I pair it? Like you said, in a smoothie, could I pair it with my protein powder?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I do it from my workouts. I pair my creatine with my branched chain amino acids. I just put it all together Yeah. And you can absolutely do that. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and let me just say, too, you can find creatine in pill format. So I've had a couple of ladies lately who are just like, I don't like powders. I would much rather take pills. And so you can absolutely find it in pill form. You're typically taking anywhere from four to six pills just because, you know, they they can only be so big to get that five-gram amount. Um, but some, the, the couple of clients that wanted it, they're like, I love it. I only want pills. So you can find it in that format as well.
0: That appeals to me. That does not appeal to me. I am not swallowing yeah. four to six pills. It's Give very personality based. <laughs> I don't
2: want pills either. I would rather do powders all day long. But yeah. to your point, Carolyn, you're like, sign me up. I would much rather do that. <laughs> so interesting. I know.
0: Are
1: there any downsides or negatives that we need to be aware of?
2: Nothing significant. I mean, certainly there's some caveats here and there, and everyone should work individually with their registered dietitian or physician um, to decide if that's the right choice for them. But there's really nothing of huge significance. That's not like a very random or rare situation. Um, So again, it's considered one of the safest er ergogenic aids. Um, And so I have very little hesitation when it comes to putting that on. Of course, a a thorough health history is always an important thing to do as a dietitian, just to make sure, and other medications that you're on. But nothing comes to mind as like, oh, red flags every time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. Jenna, when you started taking it, um, what were some subtle or maybe even noticeable things you noticed?
2: Mm-hmm. The two things that I noticed, one initially is I noticed just better endurance during my workouts. So I, I do love to lift weights. And in the past few years, I have tried to work out harder, lift more weight, get good in some core functional strength training movements. And so since taking it, I have found um, I have better endurance in doing those types of high intensity weight training workouts And then from a body composition standpoint, I have in the past, so I've been taking it for over a year now, noticed a significant increase in my lean body mass from a visual standpoint, from a a strength, like I just feel stronger. Um, Not that it matters, but I've had people tell me they can tell that I have put on muscle um, and I'm super proud of that. So those are the two things for me. Um, I just started upping my amount personally. Again, this is just my personal experience because I would really love to to experience more cognitive benefits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would really love that in my life. And I can't say for sure um, some improvements there, but I I could guess that I've had a little bit of improvement in some of that. Um, So those are the three things that I've seen.
0: I think the cognitive improvements are probably hard to see, you know. Like I think about even just the subtle difference that taking like uh, anti-anxiety medication or an antidepressant. It, you know, if you don't have mm-hmm. a severe condition, right? Mm-hmm. That I've had so many people say to me, they're like, you know, it just it just takes the edge off a little bit. Like, yeah. but that's all yeah. it does. Um, and so I like I imagine that like the the creatine when it comes to your mind could be similar like oh I feel mm-hmm. a little sharper I feel a little bit more resilient to stress I feel a little yeah you know more resilient to anxiousness or you mm-hmm. know depressive like moments or whatever um, that's but I, a
2: great that's a great point that you bring up and and what I would love to say is. This is a great example of where just doing a little bit of tracking could be really helpful for people. Mm, That's a great suggestion. Uh, It's very easy to get on a whole slew of supplements that you think you should be on for a variety of things, especially as we age. But to know if they're actually doing something for your body that you feel a difference, not everything you'll feel a difference, but if it is something that is. To create an experience you feel in your body, a little bit of tracking can go a long way. And especially when it comes to like menopausal symptoms. So with the women I work with in my eight week program, one thing I encourage them to do at the beginning is let's, let's do a state of the union. Where are we right now? Mentally, energy wise, body composition, et cetera. And then let's check back in in four weeks and eight weeks to see, have we seen any improvement since then? So that could be a really simple thing that you just take a couple notes in your phone, like this date, I would describe my mental energy this way, my brain fog this way, my muscle strength this way. And then you can check back in after four weeks and eight weeks and see, Oh, has taking creatine made any improvement to these things?
0: Cool. Great suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything that we didn't ask that we didn't cover that you want to make sure our listeners hear?
2: Um, I mean, I could talk on and on about women and performance and aging. So I, I just, I want to say thank you for having this conversation. And I hope for women listening, they will just consider some of these options that have been available for many decades to an only really position for athletes, and begin to look at some of these components to say, well, how can this benefit me as a woman, and I may have different goals for my life, and I may not care if I ever perform in the sports world. But the things that we do in our life are just as important and showing up and performing in the different roles that we hold are really important and critical to us. And so, you know, I'm a sports dietitian and that's really what led me into this topic of looking at these things specifically for women and not just athletes is because we should want to perform in our lives. It may not be on a ball field or in a gym. It may be in our homes or in our jobs or wherever is important to us. But, like, why not use some of these tools and experiment with them and let go of these preconceived notions about what we think our body should do as we age and just let them be and let's just do the best things we can for them and allow the chips fall where they may. Because if we're experiencing life to the fullest, like, who cares what the body looks like?
0: (laughs) That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. An important reminder. Well, Jenna, as usual...
1: You broke this down so well um, and and clearly um, for us and for our listeners. So thank you for joining us
2: again. Yeah, thank you so much. This is such a great topic. I am really thrilled that we got to talk about it.
0: Us too. Do me a quick favor before you hop off. Tell listeners where they can find you, where they, I know you've got information on this, um, on this wonderful topic. So where can they look for you? Where can they reach out to you?
2: Yeah, so my website is jennabraddock.com. I have a full post on creatine for women, including a little bit further breakdown of some of these benefits we've talked about, how to take it, as well as where you can buy these kinds of brands that we've talked about. You can find me on Instagram at make.healthy.easy and also on Facebook at makehealthyeasy. And then the other thing I'd love to let you and your audience know is that in the fall, I'm going to be running for the third time a special eight-week group nutrition program for women 40 and up called Eating for Purpose. Mm. And so it is, I've run it twice now. We've had such incredible women and... We start by looking at purpose and values and really defining what matters most to us in our life and then learning how to become confident eaters, learning how to listen to our bodies through this process of aging. What's changing? Why is that more challenging? And what do we need to do to equip ourselves to age well? And then the goal is to have women in every decade there kind of sharing their experiences and speaking into each other. So it's been so powerful and just, such a blessing to me leading it and, um, just women coming out of that more confident eaters and ready to live their best life. Um, so that'll be happening again in the fall. If anyone is interested.
0: Fantastic. And we can link, um, everything in the show notes. And if you have a registration for that, we can link that too, or we can just send them to where they would find that information when it's ready. But that sounds like a really good, uh, after this whole topic of conversation, that sounds like a really good way to end it and to get people you know, if it's, if that's a something that's important to them, get them, you know, dialed into. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm
1: Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't
0: wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.